Happy Friday, everyone. And this week in tech and real estate, we have some great articles to summarize, including big data, how to actually web scrape different websites, and then also if you want to get started in Python, some great resources to do so. My name is Ariel Herrera with the Analytics Ariel channel, where we bridge the gap between real estate and technology. We've recently created a new Facebook group that is geared to bring together like minds who are in the technology space or interested in tech within real estate. So please make sure that you sign up for the Facebook group as well. Check out every Friday as I summarize the articles that I put out in that group. All right, so let's go straight into it. Analytics Insight posted an article called Eight Ways Big Data is Transforming Real Estate. And I've actually made a post about big data two years ago and some ways it could transform real estate, but these are actually some really great use cases that I wanna jump through. So first, risk mitigation. They state here that real estate businesses can use data more precisely to determine the condition age of a property, given all of the data that's able to be consumed. So if you're new to big data, it basically just means that we're able to house for one and also acquire so much more data than we have ever before and it allows us to make smarter decisions. So in this case for risk mitigation, it says here that buyers like Nexus home buyers can make fair cash offers because there's more data available to really understand a property, which we've seen. We've seen a lot of cash buyers out there in the market, especially over the last year. We saw one that failed pretty bad, which was Zillow, um, but we'll see if they revamp their model and continue. Another one is targeting prospective buyers. So back in the day, potentially a wholesaler, for example, might have just sent postcards to everyone and then keep the postcard exactly the same to try to acquire off-market deals. But now we don't have to do that. We have so much data and tools available that we could smartly detect what postcards could work better for certain people. For example, say if you wanted to test your yellow postcard and you want to see if making it pink will actually increase engagement with homeowners. You could smartly do an A-B testing there and you could acquire data that would tell you, yes, the engagement increased by 50% and then maybe that would employ you to spend the extra, say, 50 cents to make that postcard pink. So to be able to have that data available is critical. Next, enhancing property values. And we've seen this a lot as of late. Uh, Zillow has a Zestimate. There's also different estimates across other public uh, real estate markets. And there's also other disvaluation models out there because there's so much data on the property, we could make better predictions on what a property's estimate would be in the future. Marketing strategies, this kind of goes along with what I mentioned beforehand with the postcard piece. Then customer experiences. So data insights collected from CRMs or social media or other platforms helps to enhance the real estate business. So in a previous video that was done with Spencer, definitely check it out. He talked a lot about using data-driven analysis as an agent in real estate. As an agent putting a new home for sale, being able to run, say, Facebook ads just to get interest, maybe not in a listing itself, but maybe your overall company, you'd be able to decipher from those Facebook ads what's performing well, what's not based on the target market. So with data, you're able to really hone in on what your message is per demographic. Next, they also mention accurate predictions. 
intelligent construction, which I thought was pretty interesting. So they state here, constructing a property without proper intelligence may result in a high amount of capital sinking into development. By having big data, you're able to basically make better decisions on what profitable constructions would be for a given property. And this just goes into the whole realm of do not dive into something blindly by having a lot of data available. Say if you have a certain budget for a rehab, the data available would help you understand, okay, if I actually focus on the kitchen more or the bedrooms or the backyard for this particular area, that's actually going to add more value because as we know, it's really dependent on the value. So a different rehab is not going to be equally the same and also increase the value of a property. Then lastly, informed personalized property data. They state big data companies use big data to understand everything about a property posted in the real estate marketplace, everything under the sun. So for example, going back to Zillow, they're able to not only see how many people view a particular property, but also those that save it. By having that information, they probably have their own internal models that can detect how likely a house is going to be sold. So I think I have seen before within their site that they have like 90%, um, they're going to scale from one to 100, 90% it's going to be a hot listing of some sort. But anyway, overall, big data is a huge play in real estate and helps to make informed decisions. Moving on to the next article that I read, love this one. So it was actually about real estate market in Albania, which you might be thinking if you're in the US, how does this pertain to me? Well, the actual framework that goes behind web scraping apartment data from Century 21 websites is really could be utilized across the masses. And if you'd like, you could dive deeper into the Python code. Um, this author uses beautiful soup i believe as well as some other libraries in order to obtain the html so those elements within the web page to get information like bedrooms bath price agent and if i scroll down a little bit more we could see some of those results here so in particular he's able to get everything into a data frame so rows and columns and once he does he's able to create certain summary charts which is awesome so we could see how many properties were listed on this webpage per agent, also able to get the agent's phone number, and I believe email as well. Then for each address, so each apartment, we're able to see how many units are available. We can also see what the square footage of the apartments are and what the distribution of that looks like. So in this case, most of these apartments are 587 M2, which my M2 to square footage um, ratio is not always the best off the top of my head, but it does state here, okay, so 457 is the equivalent of five, 774 square meters. So that helps at least. And there's also some breakdowns in the apartment if it's used, new, or under construction as well as availability. So I want you to take from this is Yes, this may not be the site that you particularly want to web scrape, but this is the possibilities you could have. If there's a consistent website that always has the same elements each time, it's probably on a smaller scale, so it's not like a Redfin or a realtor. You can create a custom 
a web scraper or a bot or hire someone on Fiverr to do it, then get the data into a data frame or a table CSV file, and then you can create some awesome vis visualizations off of it, put into a dashboard like Tableau, and monitor it on a daily basis, which is um, what we all want to be able to do, right? It's not useful to manually go into sites. It's useful to just have everything summarized and only look at things at a high level. And on that front, I get a lot of questions about how do I get started with Python? Because if you're not aware, being a Python programmer actually has a lot of benefits. And if you go into the data science space, which is modeling um, as well as a lot of other tasks, it does actually pay pretty well. So on the median, I believe, yeah, this is the median across the United States, data scientists make 120K. And then as you go up into titles, that median increases as well. So it definitely pays to go into a Python position. And it's not that hard to learn. I know I'm saying this as someone who's uh, pretty proficient in Python, but I did come from a business management background. So I jumped into code early in my career, but never had the inclination to do so beforehand. So Jose Portilla, he is an instructor on Udemy, and he has a ton of courses. I've taken probably a handful of them. The one that I always suggest people to go towards is the 2022 Complete Python Bootcamp, From Zero to Hero. Yes, you don't have to even know how to open up a Python environment, how to install Python in your computer. He basically walks you through that basic steps of that process. And from there, you'd be able to, after you complete it, definitely have a lot of talking points in an interview and also be able to complete a project on your own. He goes even further to have ones that are more specific to data science, as well as for visualization. And the course is relatively affordable in comparison to some out there. Awesome. So these were the great reads for this week in tech and real estate news. Please subscribe to this channel if you haven't already and join the Facebook group. Thanks.